You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. I hope that didn't wake Zoe. I tried my best to. Sorry, Zoe. Yeah, it was, I think it was pretty good. I think we did good there. Here's the thing, all right, since we have last spoken, uh, Bryce Harper is getting a ton of credit right now for the 9 of 10 proclamation. They did it. We did it. They actually won five games in a row, and then they've now they've won four more, sweeping the Nats, sucking Nats, burying the Nats. But the problem is that everyone's giving Bryce Harper all this credit when the, the real person who called the run is right here on this podcast. Jack, we doubted you. People doubted you, and then Bryce followed your lead. That's what I say. That's my story. I couldn't agree more. And <laughs> and I wasn't the one that had what like one hit this week. So, oh, that, buddy, who Let's who had? Go. We're recording super late at night. I'm drinking a beer just to bring it. Uh, let's go. Who had a bigger impact on the Phillies making this run? Was it Bryce Harper or was it me? It's really hard to say. It is really, 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 really hard to say. Um, but, uh, it, you know, listen, if Bryce wants to take the credit, that's fine. Um, I do just like to say that I get told a lot, James. And, James, uh, you know I take a lot of things said on Twitter very very personally. Um I've been told a lot in my my minuscule uh, career in, in radio and media <laughs> that uh, I'm a mush and I ruin everything and I'm just ultimately just a uh, I hurt my teams more than I help my teams. This is a major win for me. This this <laughs> might not you needed this. You needed uh, this. If, if if a guy ever needed something more than me uh, with when it comes to breaking down the mushes, um, it's me. So uh, and I if just ever it was going to be something, it would be you believing in a Phillies team. because oh. it, It's so unlike you. No, I it doesn't. It, it takes a lot for me to start believing in a baseball team, uh, especially the Phillies. Uh, so, you know, listen. All I'm saying is listen, as soon, listen, as, as, soon as, as soon as Nappy made the Player of the Year. I knew this team was going on a run. I mean, a uh, season saver. Uh, where, hey, where, Richie had a Richie had a great comp for it on the air. He called it. It's the Jake Elliott sixty-one yard field goal for the Phillies. I was like, I like that. Let's go with that. Does that does that hurt you? Like, does it does it bother you that Nappy? Like, where were you when Andrew Knapp saved the Phillies season? You're you're talking to. A charter member of the Internet fan club. I don't even know what you're referring to, sir. Dude. I I have never wavered in my love of Andrew Knapp this year. What if he hits over 400? I mean, he's batting like 450. I mean, Gwyn. I think he's batting like 470, isn't he? It's crazy. Listen, I think it's back to 450. You're right. Ted Williams, uh, <laughs> Ty Cobb, almost Tony Gwynn. <laughs> Almost Tony Quinn. Andrew Knapp. Duffy. Andrew Knapp. Duffy territory. He's going to threaten Hugh Duffy's 432 or whatever it is. Onus Wagner and Andrew Knapp. Oh, buddy. God, I love him. Don't you just love this team? Like, aren't you just. I just. I think about them a lot. They're easy to root for, man. They're fun. They play hard. They play the right way. Girardi has them. Like, it just. uh, Yes, they're easy to root for, Jack. And they're fun to watch because they. Freaking pound the baseball every. Oh night. yeah, 
Oh yeah, I mean this is this is what this is what like the you know oh six oh seven kind of feeling was. It was like every night the pitching staff will probably suck, but they're gonna hit the crap out of the ball. And like the thing is, is the thing is, is they they actually add on. You know, like we've seen some Phillies teams in the past that'll. Yeah, they'll, they'll put a couple of runs up, and they'll have maybe like one big inning, and then they'll just be like, ah, that's fine, we're good. This team actually has the wherewithal to think, hey, maybe we should add on to this lead, which is, I've never seen a Phillies team get insurance runs, um, and it's just really impressive that the Phillies are able to actually add insurance runs to um, their leads. So It's uh, unheard of. Oh, especially for this baseball team. Well, and also the way they do it, too, like, Last year, you know, the whole like home run or nothing philosophy, this team hits the ball like, you know, they're they're attacking offensively and they're stealing bases like they run like crazy. They're aggressive on the base pass. I mean, they're doing all the stuff that we talked about, like loving the and and granted, you know, maybe there was some cheating involved, but the, like the 2018 Red Sox, we were gushing about them and how fun they were to watch. And all. I was like, like, this feels like that type of squad in terms of like they see a baseball and they hit a baseball and it's not all relying on home runs and they manufacture runs and they're stealing bases it's just fun man well they're playing baseball i mean they're playing baseball exactly which which is great and and it and i i couldn't agree more with you like they've gotten they're trying to barrel up baseballs rather than trying to launch baseballs and i think that was the main Ultimately, I think that was the main flaw of John Maley, was John Maley was so obsessed with with launching and that stuff. Um, and, and Joe Dillon's gotten them back to the point where it's like, hey, let's make solid contact and then hopefully hit the ball out of the ballpark. And believe me, you know, if, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know that me and you are are both very pro analytics and all that stuff. But what I saw, what I'm seeing right now from this Phillies teams, and, and, and tell me if you agree, James, and it might be a bit of a reach, but... Listen, this podcast has always gone overboard. And, no, <laughs> and, never. Especially not you with the Phillies. And, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And when this feel and when this Phil's team wins eight of nine or nine of ten, nine I feel of like, ten, Jack. Nine I, of ten. I feel like I'm allowed to go a bit overboard. Am I yes. allowed to? I mean yes, th- please. I, I feel like we've I mean, earned this. Our podcast is named High Hopes. Right, I mean, right. come on. It's time to earn the nickname. But but what I'm watching right now is how I felt when I watched the Nationals last year. And I know we don't have Rendon and whatnot, but I mean Alec Bohm's close. And, <laughs> and slipping that in there. And, and Alec Bohm, dude, Alec yeah. Bohm's such a good hitter. We'll dude, get into it. We'll get into it. I know. But like what a hitter. Dude, just a just like just such a joy, just such a joy. He, he, the the two strike approach, like choking up on the bat, you know, shortening his swing. Like he's just like a real hitter, like a real like he. I look, it, Jack's obviously using a little bit of hyperbole or joking a little bit well, with the red maybe. thing, but like yeah, he's that type of hitter, right? Like he's someone who who is just. Uh, uh, like a savant when it comes to hitting and just yeah. is going to be able to take the baseball where it needs to go and, and have a, a, a immaculate approach. I'm not saying that he's Anthony Rendon right now, but in a couple of years, I mean, you'd be talking like if let's, I'll put it out there this way. Let's let's put it out there this way, as fair as I can. If Alec Bohm does not compete for a batting title, something goes wrong. Like if he doesn't lead the league in doubles in one year, something went wrong. Totally with you. Like he's he's JD he's JD Martinez, Anthony Rendon. That's what he is. That's that's what he is. He's never going to be the the forty fifty home run guy. He's going to be three hundred. With a with like twenty five to thirty home runs, that's what I mean, he's going to be. That's an awesome player. He's an awesome. Have. He he's an he is an he is an awesome. And player. again, like I can't emphasize enough. The, what did he? He's twenty four now, right? He was twenty three, and now he turned twenty four. Like, or tw- whether he's twenty three or twenty four, like to have the the approach to hitting that he has at this age, and what he's showing at the major league level is like crazy impressive like so beyond his years as a hitter like that's why i think it's you're like he is a batting title type of hitter you're absolutely right yeah and and here's the thing it's it it should only get better you know he and he's a rookie yeah i know freaking rookie man now 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 reese did look like this when he came up but the difference between him and reese 
is that uh, Reese was always streaky, whether it was in the major leagues or minor leagues. Reese always had up and down swings, and boy, when they're down, they're down, and when and boy, when, when they're, they're up, hot, they're up. Which I'm sure we're gonna talk more. <laughs> yeah, about. yeah, it's freaking crazy, man. But but uh, but Bohm is just like so consistent, just so consistent, and. Uh, do the ground balls drive me crazy sometimes? Yeah, um, but they're gonna happen. And and then he then you see that just the shooting the ball to right field. And he had the he had the at bat tonight. I think earlier in the game, third or fourth inning. And it was like a curveball that was out of the strike zone down. And he hit it to right field, and I was like, "Oh, there's Jason Worth." Like I know, I know it's frustrating that every like every national broadcast brings up that he looks like Jason Worth, but he literally everything he does is just yeah, like Jason Worth. It feels very worthy, which, yeah. which is something you said that from before he was up, you were calling him Jason Worth. Well, my first comp was JD Martinez, um, and I think that's going to end up being okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, no offense to Worth, who's a Great, great player, but he's not quite that or J.D. Martinez. No, 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 no. Dude, they won 9 of 10. The Phillies team won 9 of 10. The Phillies were able to actually do this. I just, I haven't been able to stop smiling since the game. I know. And I know. And and real quick, it's because what you were just talking about, like like this Phillies team is doing things that that we haven't seen a Phillies team do in a while. Like, Dude, a decade. A decade. They're handling games the way they're supposed to i mean they're getting right now at this moment all facets of the game contributing for the most part well um, and 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 how about how about even just executing like mccutcheon exactly. late in the game like exactly. well, how about bohm at the end of the game and even then it was short it was short yeah. to center but like just getting enough of it. I mean, they they continue to execute. They continue. That's what we were talking about before, with like manufacturing runs. Yeah, like that's how are, teams they are win. Taking advantage of opportunities, man. Yeah, and that that's listen. Uh, I the the home runs and that stuff that works in the regular season, and and I think that's this the, is a great point. Well, this the, is a great point, Jack. But like You're that's right. the that's the philosophy of a lot of these. Um, they, like the the analytic, really really analytically driven teams, is there? It's all home runs and all that stuff. And but that's that's regular season baseball. Over it's a one great si- point, Jack. Over, I, lo- over, I love this point. Over one sixty two, it evens out. Like sure, yeah, water finds its level. If you hit more home runs, you're going to win more games. That's fine. But when it comes down to postseason play, you have to be able to to do the little things. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the first two weeks of the season, we didn't really see that. And it, it, obviously, they're on a hot streak. I mean, they've won nine of ten. I don't know how many times I can say that. The Phillies have physically won nine of ten ball games, which I didn't know was, was again. Was, like, look, they, they've they've already exceeded their highest win total at win, like win streak in a row since 2018, and yeah. now they've tied it again. Yeah, like just in the span of ten games. Like, so let's go. so if so if winning five games in a row was the equivalent of a 13 game winning streak like what is nine of ten an equivalent in 60 games uh, i think it's something like i i didn't do the numbers but i think it's something like 25 out of 29 or so or no less than that 25 out of 28 like it's crazy. <laughs> oh man 25 out of 27 like it's legit it's like a serious thing it's crazy Ah, uh, that 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 just <laughs> warms my heart. Imagine if they actually won twenty five of twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. imagine that would, be, that would be like leading sports center. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it might be a little less than that. It might be like twenty three out of twenty six or something. It's like something ridiculous. I know that eight of nine was twenty one out of twenty four, essentially, like with some decimal points. So like, it's got to be something maybe like twenty four out of twenty seven or something like that. Which hey, is wild. Hey, official high hopes position. It's twenty five of twenty eight. I think that's <laughs> we don't we don't have the numbers in front of us, but uh, I think we're that's gonna what we should go with. Yeah, we're just gonna go with that one. It feels right in the gut, doesn't it? Like it. It, it, it does. Yeah. It really, it feels like the right number. Yeah, it, it really does. I just, I love, I just love the brand of baseball they're playing right now. We're seeing Joe Girardi's the uh, uh, fingerprints all over this. Finally, right? It, finally, the yeah. impact we're seeing. And one thing, real quick, before we move on, Girardi, just because I want to highlight this, and I think it's super important because a lot of people gave him crap early in the season for not pitching Nola deeper, not pitching Wheeler deeper, not letting guys go deeper into games. And for those who are not paying attention to what's happening around baseball, like there have been an insane amount of starting pitcher injuries and the Phillies have not suffered them. I think Joe Girardi was way, way dead on with that. Like, I think that in this weird season, that short ramp up, he was really smart to, to 
hold his guys back early on so that they could work it up. And I think that, you know, he deserves some credit for that. Well, I think it's not only that, but I think it's also not pitching guys in back-to-backs of doubleheaders. And he's starting to use guys in back-to-back days like Phelps who came in today and worked back-to-back days. Oh, he's a he, listen. I I understand he let up the home run, but that whatever, dude, whatever. Yeah. Michael Taylor owns us for some reason. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean he's it, good. Phelps is good. Like you could just see it. Like I test guy. Like yeah. watch him pitch. Like he's just nasty. He's yeah. just good. It's kind of how I feel about Tommy Hunter. Just nasty every time he goes out there. Fully fully confident he's going to get the job done. Uh, <laughs> so so, but yeah, I mean, uh, he he took a little while to kind of uh, build up the. I feel like it took a little while for him to build up the arms in the bullpen. Um, especially like Tommy Hunter getting him to get up to where he is now, where he feels like he can take the ball every single time he needs him to take the ball and just not getting anyone hurt. Like remember what the, was it the first doubleheader? He didn't use Naris in the first game. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and he, people gave him a lot of crap for it. Remember? Cause yeah. he, well, he, know, he, what happened was he had to use Naris for one pitch in the first game. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And yep. he had to use Naris for that one pitch. And I didn't and bring him in the second bring game. Him in the second game. And yeah. He got he got killed for it. Yeah, yeah, and um, and he, he, it's just it's just really it's really nice to be validated with the with the Girardi thing because honestly, yeah. we we never lie to the high hopes listeners. We I mean, this is the staple of this podcast. The first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, this is we we overrated managers. Uh, I was wrong. You know, managers really don't make that much of a difference. And I know obviously they've won nine of ten. That's the disclaimer. I got it. Whatever, but. Whatever Wait, he, did, did they won nine to ten? Yeah, they won nine okay. to ten. They won nine to ten. They're hot. I want to make sure for the record, nine to ten. Got it. And I would just like to question again, and I don't know who did this, but who let the Phils get hot? Is it the Braves? <laughs> did, did did the Braves let the Phils get hot? I mean, very sad, very sad from Atlanta. Um, but you know it's very sad. By the way, before what? we forget, yeah. the national season is over. They will not be defending their World Series crown, so that's pretty sad too. Just so we, you know, kind of make sure that's out there. Yeah, James, that team stinks, man. <laughs> that done, team. Man. What are they? 20, Twelve and twenty-three right now, I and mean, with they, I think they have like twenty-five left to play. Like they're cooked. Like it's, you know. I mean, it's about. They, three... I would guess. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would guess they have like a two or three percent chance to make the playoffs. And you know that like numbers are meant to be broken and all that kind of whatever, but. Yeah, I would. I would guess it's like two or three percent, maybe. Their luck, their 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 luck ran out last year. I mean, nineteen and thirty-one, turning that into the team that uh, they turned into. Crazy. Like, and yeah, then, I mean, look, Strasburg like just out this year, right. and then losing. And again, hey, you know what? Losing Ren- Anthony Rendon, yeah, that's gonna hurt your team. Who yeah. dunk it? We're yeah, you, you should have. You should probably play. Replacing should... replacing Anthony Rendon with Carter Keboom, who'd have thunk that wouldn't work? I don't know. Uh, Truly shocked. And Dave Martinez is a dog crap manager. I don't care that he won the World Series last year. I, li- I don't hate him like that. Oh, he's terrible. Whatever. And Brock Hall's terrible. He's an emotional uh, intelligence guy, Dave Martinez. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Just like Dougie. Just like Dougie, Dougie P. Dougie P. Yeah. Like that national. Dude. Wh- Doug. First off, Victor Robles, like, wh- how how are you feeling the ball like you just did on, like, you had an hour to get under that pop fly today and you catch it flat-footed? Uh, I mean. Yeah, this- I mean, that was that was actually embarrassing. Like, I couldn't, like, that was a, a short fly ball. Like, that, that should have yeah. been a, a play. That was yeah. embarrassing. Thank, I mean, but, you know, Robles owns, owes us for After that. the many. To, yeah, I mean, like, that, that. I still have not forgotten that home run. In the ninth, uh, whatever it was last season, like game eight, the Phillies were were about to be eight and three, I believe it was, and that homer, and then they have seven and four, and like they never like they never got back there or eight and two. I think it was be eight and two. They were seven and two. That's what it was. They were Wasn't seven that, and two, and they were going to be eight and two, and they lost that game, and then that was the beginning of the end. Who that knows? was the game that that was the game that uh, Harper homered off Strasburg. Uh, that, that uh, was, they had that win. Like yeah. I, I, that game. It was down to the last pitch. It was the last strike on Robles. Like I've never forgiven him. Still, as you could tell, by the wow. I'm up right now. I know, I know. You're really banged up about it. I mean, Edward Ramos <laughs> is literally in the Dodgers system now, so I think everything's gonna be okay. The Phils have won nine and ten, and they're better than that <laughs> Nationals team last year. Yeah, I mean, literally, they had. And again, disclaimer: I understand the Phillies are hot, and I understand the Nationals won the World Series last year, but, but, but. This team's been a lot like that Nationals team last year. Like they they bought at the deadline and they bought only bullpen pieces. I don't think Wheeler and Nola are as good as Strasburg, Corbin, and uh, uh, Scherzer. Well, yeah, obviously, 
I don't think, but Aaron Nola, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's at least semi comparable. Yeah, um, yeah. And, well, the two are. I mean, the third, like if we're really doing it, is well, Eflin is not eh, Corbin. Eh, eh. You sure? <laughs> yeah, you I'm sure? pretty sure. Yeah, whatever. Corbin Corbin throws eighty nine now. Like oh. I Corbin, that contract is going to be a freaking disaster. Yeah, but still they won. I know series. they won the World yeah, Series. I got it. it. I got it. But this Philly seems a wagon, and Wheeler was a better signing <laughs> than Corbin anyway. Like Wheeler was a better signing than Corbin. Like we can all call. We can all be fair here. I mean, Wheeler is just tremendous. But um, yeah, I think for the money, but still, it's hard to underrate. Winning the a World Series. Corbin yes, played in them winning a World Series. Well, yeah. if, you, if you know one thing about me, we overrate championships. But... <laughs> <laughs> except fly forever, ex, Except when Bryce wins them. Except when Bryce wins them, then they matter a lot. Um, but but uh, really, though, like this, like the Nationals last year bought at the deadline. They bought Daniel Hudson. They bought Hunter Strickland. Uh, they signed Fernando Rodney, who is now a free agent. Maybe the Phillies need to sign him. Um, Unbelievable. They made a – I forgot the other move off the top of my head. But they brought in a bunch of bullpen pieces at deadline. Uh, they had the starting staff with Corbin Scherzer, uh, Strasburg, the Phillies. Brandon Kinsler, was that the other move? There were, he was definitely in there as well, um, and then and then the lineup. I mean, listen, this lineup reminds me a lot of the Nationals lineup. They don't have the Rendon, but Bohm is similar. They have the the big time pop. I mean, Soto's obviously. <laughs> I know we I, I know we said Tatis over Soto. Not sure about that one. Yeah. Um, it's still it's still Tatis, but it's like really close. Dude, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We had Acuna in that group, and it's it's probably Tatis, Soto, and then Acuna. Um, if you had a bet right now, does 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 Soto get seven hundred home runs? Oh man, it's no. Really? Uh, look, dude, he's like a thirty homer a year guy. Here's for the thing. I know, I know, and he's so young, and he's so freakish. It's just like I, you, like I feel like it's always a bad bet to bet on someone to get to that level because of injuries, this, that, whatever. But like, look, if I had to bet on anyone in Major League Baseball to get to 700 home runs, it would 100% be Juan Soto. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, I think I think it's fair. I don't I don't like that you disrespected Bryce, um, but I I agree with your with your overall assessment. <laughs> this team this team's awesome. I'm sorry. Nine and I, one. Did you or nine and ten? Did you nine and ten? Nine and ten. Nine and ten. I might nine I'm, and one in their last ten. That's another way you could say it. I might I might I might wake well, we up. We definitely to, have to name like we never really talk about the title of the, the podcast when we're doing the podcast, but. This podcast absolutely has to be named nine of ten. Well, I mean, we're usually big two of three guys. Now, it's true. Now it's are true. we not? Now are we nine of ten guys? I would like. <laughs> yes, that official high ups position. Nine of ten guys. I said three of four against Washington. They won all four. Yeah. You, you thought they'd split? How I about thought they split. I thought I thought I was getting a seven ten split. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Ah, uh, listen. Uh, oh, you know, I'm so excited. This is so like I'm like, like this is so exciting. Man. I know like, they're it's... 18 and 15. They are a playoff team. Like they're gonna make the playoffs. And and like Jack and I were talking today when at work when we saw each other and we're like, legitimately. And look, the Padres are good. We both concede that. We both really well, like I, that. The, the, we like that the, roster. The Padres are dead to me. But like, they, 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 it is they a fair them. thing to say that unless they are playing the Dodgers. I will feel comp like I'm not saying I would pick them, but I would feel confident they would they can win any series against any team. Like, look, the Padres might be better, the Cubs might be better, the Braves might be better. I don't think they all necessarily are, but they could be. The Padres are super talented. But like, unless you're going in a series against the Dodgers, like, I don't think you're this like gargantuan, you know, dog in any of them. Like, and that's Jack, like this team could win a series. This team could threaten, like, and like you said with the Nats last year, like, I obviously I think this bullpen ultimately at some point will let them down, and that's why I wouldn't say I think they're going to win the World Series. But like, they can win the World Series. I don't think they will, but it is not crazy to say that they are. If you want to say there's like ten to twelve teams that could win the World Series or whatever that that list is, like. They're on that list. Like it, that's not crazy to say, especially in a in a sixty game season. Exactly in a weird with three game playoff series in the first yeah. round, all this weird stuff. Like 
that's the point. Like they're on that list. Like again, I'm not betting on them. I certainly, if I have, am putting my money down on any team right now to win, even though you know the favorite doesn't always pull it out. I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, like bar none, as far as I'm concerned. But they could, man. Like it's not crazy. Baseball's like that. The, it, yeah, it, and and honestly, how I feel about this team right now is. It is kind of how I felt about the when the 2017, 2017 Eagles started oh, getting on a roll. Buddy. That's what that's why the sixty one yard Elliott I know. field goal parallel. I know like, it's like a great parallel. Richie said it. I was like, man, that's really good. Like that's a really good call because it was the season saver. Like that yeah. not play at the plate was the season saver. Well, yeah, because you have freaking dollar store Brad Lish going for two to two for two with blown saves. I, 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 I honestly think that we have to, is there a penny store? Is that a, a thing out there? Cause it might be penny store, Brad Lish. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, Phelps is here now. Um, and Naris is back. And Naris is back. Yeah, obviously. I mean, whatever. He looked awesome tonight. Like yeah, he strikes out the side. Look, just dominant in a tie game in a high leverage spot can i can i just say something can we just leave hector alone like he goes on these he goes on these like these he's like the reese of pitchers he goes on this short stretch of being terrible and everyone's like see (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like would you just relax he's mostly good i would say i would say hector naris is good three-fourths of the time like that's yeah, he's, by the end of the season you're gonna look up and he has somewhere depending on the variance of the year between a two seven and a three three ERA and you're like cool that works. yeah yeah because listen bullpens blow it all the time like bullpens literally blow it all the time well that, I think that's one of those things that like and I think baseball nowadays is more than any other sport like the most localized where we are we love like not we you and I like watch a lot of baseball and stuff but like in general baseball fans like watch watch their team religiously and are more invested in their team than other fans of other sports and stuff but they don't necessarily always watch like the white Sox and the tigers or the the dodgers and the giants or this and that like they'll maybe watch some espn games here and there but like they're not seeking it out as much and that's one of those things that I think, like, when we get myopic with it in Philly, especially, like, in sports radio or whatever, talking about the Phillies, like, we focus so much on, like, oh, like, the third and fourth starter and fifth starter are so horrendous. It's like, well, actually, like, if you look at the teams around Major League Baseball, like, Zach Eflin is not that bad compared to, like, most of the options at third or fourth starter. Spencer Howard, the upside of that is not bad compared to what a lot of teams have at that third and fourth starter. And even contending teams, like, like, I just think that sometimes we can get lost in the following the day-to-day of our team and not realize that comparative to some other teams, like in, and potentially teams you're contending with, um, certain situations that you don't think as bad as they are, are uh, uh, that you think are worse than they are, aren't as bad as you think. Now, I will say, Jake Arrieta, still bad. Still definitely bad. Did you bad. notice how he did not mention his <laughs> still name? I, I said Zach Eflin. Definitely I bad. Howard. I am... <laughs> So far out. I'll take care of it. That's why he's not even mentioned there. Yeah. Only five more starts, I think. Um, just Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin is a luxury. I, I think. Uh, not First off, not many teams have the one-two punch of, a great of, point. of Wheeler Nola. I was Nola. just thinking that when you said Zach Eflin's a luxury, my head went to it. I should have said, like, duh, like, Nola Wheeler is, like, a really good top two, too. Like, better yeah. than most teams by far. Definitely, especially in a three-game series, we're talking playoffs. I love that we're talking playoffs. Like it, it's like <laughs> no, it's like I'm like so happy, man. It's so late, and I'm so tired, and I and I'm like giddy. Like I don't even feel it because I'm yeah. so happy talking about it's. It's twelve oh nine right now, and I'm thinking about a Wheeler Nola back to back, and how <laughs> just beautiful that's going to be, and how tough that's going to be. Whatever. Listen, I'll yeah. take listen. Phil's and Phil's and three. Whatever. Phil's and three until we face the Dodgers, and then it's, then it's like Dodgers and six. But. <laughs> And we'll bring back uh, we'll bring back Stairzy. I think like I know I don't know we don't do yeah ceremonial ceremonial first pitches anymore or whatever. But if Matt Stairs could throw out the first pitch of the NLCS, that'd be great. Um, yes, Co-sign. I just it's so, it's so nice. It's so nice to be back. Like they like James. They are a freaking lock for the playoffs. Like they're yeah. just a, oh, they're, they're, a, they're a lock for the playoffs. They're I know it's ATs. I know it's Mickey Mouse. I know all that. I don't care. Whatever. They're a playoff team. I don't I care. I mean, like, honestly, they would probably 
you know, obviously if uh, we don't know what would happen in a long 162-game season and all that, but in this season, if they had not expanded the playoffs, the Phillies would have made the playoffs most likely anyway. You know, like they're probably going to be the five or the four or potentially win the division. Um, but I think they'll be one of the top five teams this season. I think my favorite part about this podcast is that we're 30 minutes in and we haven't talked about any of the games. Like we've just like, been, you know, what's funny is I literally <laughs> just looked at the clock and I was like, huh, are we going to talk about like specifics or anything or just going to be on this high? I don't even need to. I mean, like, yeah. and we'll get like, again, I was, I can't, I actually remember saying early in the podcast, I'm like, Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's we'll so like, it's just, it's just it, how that's the, I think that like that shows how excited we are and how like, this just feels real. Like it yeah. feels like real. Like we've gotten excited before. You know, you've listened to us. We don't lie to the high hopes listeners. Like you know that there have been times where maybe we've gotten a little overboard. Like maybe the first week of last season or whatever. Like where we've gotten really excited. But like this is the realest it's ever felt since we've been doing this podcast. Like right now feels like the best Phillies team we've ever talked about. And that's like it's like awesome, man. Like it makes me excited. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm giddy, dude. Like I, that's how I feel. I feel giddy, and it's weird. It feels weird. Like, I know. We keep expecting for them to let us down. Like every time we, because for the entirety of the High Hopes podcast, every time we get excited like this, we get let down. Every time, like boom, 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 hammer comes down. Like this time, it feels like. If nothing else, we're going to get to see playoff baseball, feel like we have some semblance of a chance, watch a fun team all season long, even if it is a shortened, you know, whatever of a season. Like, it just, it feels different, and it's awesome. Like, it's so awesome. Yeah, and, like, they definitely had better winning percentages under Gabe. I mean, they were, weren't they 10 games over 500 in, in 18 before uh, September? Yeah. If, yeah, late. I mean, look, they were in 18. They were in first place on August 31st in the National League East. Yeah, like I mean, and that's that's legit. They're not right now. We're in September in a shortened season. And yeah. then, and then I went to Costa Rica, and everything fell apart. <laughs> Literally we had like the worst month of September. Oh, baseball we've dude, I just, I'll never, I'll never the Rocky will, series. I'll oh. never forget the Rocky series. I will never forget it. Like, Velasquez I, I, you just didn't getting. You need to finish your sentence. I was able to finish it for you because I knew exactly what you were going to say because I will never forget that series. Like, that was that was close to his – in all the years of the Phillies sucking my whole life, like, that was one of the lows, like, the lowest of the lows. Like, it's crazy. Like that uh, the Phillies have lost 11,000 times, yeah, and I yeah. grew up in a time where, like, they really sucked. 93 was, like, it for the entirety of my young life and, and whatever. Like, like I should have – like it wasn't as bad as a lot of teams that were there, but that Rocky series like felt so low, man. It felt Dude, so low. the Rockies got the hit every single time. Like every time, I hated that series. I mean, like you got you were able to just watch it home. Like I I produced that series. It was yeah, it was awful. Like and I I don't want to uh, I don't want to upset any of our listeners that may have been around to watch the 1918 to 1948 Phillies, who I just learned the other day had had 30 losing seasons in, in 31 years there's a reason that the phillies were the first franchise in the history of american sports to lose 10,000 games i was at that game i was at the 10,000 loss against the cardinals i was why there. why were you there uh, yeah it was fun i yeah, you see history my friend cool. uh sure it's the right kind of history so again i don't, that was not that's for sure again i don't want to upset any of our listeners that uh watch from 1918 to 1949 i'm guessing and, if if there are any god bless you you are our favorite listeners if you are there and you saw that and you're still trucking and yeah. still loving the well, Phillies, you are literally our number one listener and we love you and able to figure out uh podcasts yeah, that's well, that too it feels yeah. like it feels like a major win um yeah this feels real it feels real and like i we I, we would try to psych ourselves in the team's last couple of years and i we would do a pretty good job of doing it i would say um although i will say opening day last year felt about as real yeah. as this well the first like four and oh and then yeah. 
So, you know, seven and two, kind of trucking along. The offense was hitting, and then the Robles you know, homer. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, that, what am I, I know, dude. The Robles, the Robles homer. homer. Yes, uh, again, burned in my soul. But the, again, and what what uh, I I really hope I really hope uh, Matt and and John Melton are listening to this podcast. Like, dude, imagine having JT and and DD here for the next couple of years. I know Bryson Stott is is there waiting in the wings, but. Dude, Didi, you sign Didi. You Didi, Didi, JT, you know, Kutch, you got one more year, and man, what a signing Kutch has been. You know, I I thought he was done, um, and he, like the inj- before the injury last year, he was great. This year, it took him a little bit to get going, but he's he's definitively back, um, and a really really underrated signing. Like, just just and and, and I I I. I know you don't I know you don't believe in John the way that I do. And I just think that he watches this team and I don't think he lets I don't think he lets them break up. I mean, cuz they might be closer than we think. I mean, the Phillies might be closer to than we think. And this is a really deep lineup, 1 through 9, even Quinn who is really frustrating at times like on at times like the Turner inside the park home run, but man, he still is an effective ball player. Like he's your he's your only like kind of hole in the lineup and he's still pretty solid most days. And if, if you want to just combine him and Hazley and let them kind of just go and whatever, I mean, Segura is barreling up everything right now. Like this lineup is, is just dynamic one through nine. And I just, you got to keep them together. Like they're not they're This is a, ch- this is a championship caliber major league baseball lineup. They just are. They just are. And if you're John Middleton and you signed Harper to that deal, you've done all these things, you, you paid Wheeler that contract, like, and you see this lineup every single night, you have to do what it takes to keep them together. And it's ridiculous that they went into the season with this bullpen. We all understand that's ridiculous. But I hope that what has happened in the last nine of ten games, which they had won nine of, which people forget, um, I hope that John Middleton realize this team is closer and it's time to invest it's time to put on the big boy pants it's time to put on the big boy pants john because they're closer than you think and this is a championship caliber lineup with a championship caliber one two go buy a freaking bullpen and we'll keep advancing with spencer howard and zach eflin and have a really good one through four and we will find a fifth starter but invest in the bullpen this team is way closer than i had even thought yeah, well, especially, and this is a point you made before, but, like, what else are you going to do, right, at this point with, with the way you've built this team? Again, to the point you just made, I mean, you brought Harper in here, you paid him. Uh, I mean, you've got a core of guys who are at the right age to compete. I mean, what else do you do? I mean, you don't have a farm system, right? I mean, there's no, there's no help on the way. There's no, like, oh, let's, if we move on from this guy, we can – you know, bring these guys up and, you know, it's, it, there's not much of that that you can count on. So I like, what else are they going to do? I, I think it's a, an imperative. And like you said, the point is, is that it's not just bringing back DD and JT and keeping the slime together. It's going out and spending. It's buying a bullpen. It's, it's time for John Middleton to look, we have criticized the hell out of him for not going over the tax, but if he is now is the time to prove where the, the whole, like, I'm I'm not going over the tax until it's time to go over the tax, and then I'll go over the tax. Like, hey, guess what? It's time, John. We found it. Like next season, they better be over the luxury tax. They better, they better, well, dude. But they the, have to. They, they they might not even have to. There's there's 45 million coming off the books this year. Right, and but again, you you can can't be, they can't be afraid to. They I can't be That's getting the, my point. The like, freaking they stories. To to. They need to be willing to because to your point, Jack. Like you're right. They, they are a championship-caliber lineup. They have a championship-caliber 1-2, certainly a better 1-2 than the last time the Phillies won the World Series. I think we can 100% agree on that. They have a championship-caliber caliber 1-2. And they a better a lineup than the 0-8 yeah. team? <laughs> what? Did I say that? <laughs> a championship-caliber <laughs> lineup and a championship-caliber manager. 
they need a bullpen and they need another starter. And then all of a sudden it's like, look, like, are you going to be better than the Dodgers? Maybe not, but are you going to be good enough that you could beat the Dodgers in a seven-game series? Yeah, that could absolutely happen with the core of what's here and a few additions. You know, like, you have to be willing to go out and spend on those additions, and, and you have to obviously hit, but you're absolutely right, Jack. Look, we just said it before. Like, even this season, and, and they can only make it better, I feel like, after the season with Arietta's money coming off and the ability to kind of maneuver, assuming they can re-sign Romito and, and Didi and keep this lineup together. Um, I mean, like, this year we said earlier in the podcast that they are one of the the handful of teams that at le- theoretically has a chance to win the World Series. Again, I, I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series or I think they're going to win the World Series, but it's it's not it's not impossible. Like, and they're the last few years, like it's impossible. Like it's impossible. The Phillies could have won the world series. Like this year, it's not impossible. And that alone, like if you add to what you have, like you've got something, man, like you've got a chance. And also it's not like the Dodgers have been, you know, lights out in the postseason. No, look, they, yeah, it's a f- really fair point. I mean, as, lo- as, as long as Kershaw's there, as long as, as long as uh, Clayton Manning's there, we'll be all right. Hey, um, yeah. So I think the I think the official high hopes position, which has been the official high hopes position for a long time, is hey, we give you permission. You are allowed to go over the luxury tax. Um, yes. Yeah, that has been our our staunch position, and also <laughs> yeah. also we give you permission to believe in this. And, like, get excited about this and get mad if they don't go for the luxury tax. And if they don't add to this team like they need to, like, look, whatever happens this season, this is the squad we got. But but this offseason, obviously they need to sign JT. Obviously, as we just said, they need to sign Didi. But they need to add to this team, and they need to, like, treat it like it's a true contender because that has not been something that they've done. Yeah, and, uh, again, I mean – this team would be f- – they'd have at least five more wins if you had a competent bullpen. I Absolutely. Mean, they would be in first place without without a doubt if they had a competent bullpen. I like, know. No question they're in first place. How, how it was allowed for this team to come into the season with the bullpen they had is still mind-boggling, but – Well, you made a great point on the afternoon show about this where you were, like, talking about the Eagles' offensive line and saying it could be like the Phillies' bullpen where – we all went into the season knowing it wasn't okay, saying this is going to be the problem. This isn't going to work. And yet we just waltz into these seasons with these things. Like, it was a great point. Like, that's how we felt. Like, this is not like it was a surprise that the Phillies bullpen was historically bad. We all expected it to be historically bad. Wait, so you mean that having the guy who's never played right guard before play right guard and have the guy who's never played left tackle before start left tackle is going to be a problem? Is that is that what we're saying? Um, but, yeah, it's just like I, 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 I'm, I'm forgiving it because they won 9 of 10. Uh if they don't make a deep run and they ha- they get they, they face what the Padres in the first round because it defies you to the sixth seed, it, like I'm just gonna be pissed and it's just gonna be it's just gonna bring up all the old feelings of uh, of uh, hey <laughs> this could be a legitimate team if you gave this team a bullpen for the first couple months. But that's why they need to win the division. Yeah, I, I, like uh, yeah, not playing the Padres would be a a really nice thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing like the Rockies or the. And look, the Cardinals, oh, obviously, Flaherty is, is great. But playing the Cardinals, oh, the like, Cardinals those teams stink. would be better than the Padres. I hate the Cardinals. I, it may be because I lost a, a bet on the Cardinals earlier this week, but I hate the Cardinals. Like, like Paul DeYoung is my is my least favorite player in baseball. But um, yeah, like listen, they're 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 the they're the fourth best team in the NL right now with a chance. I think they're I think they could definitely be better than the Cubs, um, as, especially as the season goes on. But they're. At worst, the fourth team in the in the NL. Yeah, fourth or fifth is yeah. the point. Yeah. yeah, like whatever. I love them. Just, just, yeah. just the, just the fact that it's back. Just the fact that baseball is like it feels like it's back in the city. And you know what sucks the most is that like the bank would be so electric right now. I know. Like the bank would just be. We'd well, be getting hit into. Fun. No, like, no one would be getting so into it. It's such a bummer. No one would leave their seats. Um, they, they'd be like. Although I will say, and I want to know if you agree with me on this, because I had this take in in my head the other day. The fact that there's no fans, I think, really helped this team 
the first like month and a half of the season, or really before they won nine. Because 10. when they struggled, you mean? Yeah, because I think yeah, I think if sure. I think I if think they it's a great take. If there was no, if there were fans there, I don't think Reese would be able to bounce back. And I know that sounds bad, but like Reese is openly talked about how last year against the Pirates, he had like bases loaded, one out, and he popped up and. He got really, again, like severely booed. And he just talked about how like that was really uh, draining for him. And given how bad Reese was, if there was fans there, it would just, I don't know if he would have been able to to bounce back from it. And we wouldn't be able to see the Reese that we have right now. Um, you know, the bullpen, they would have got just booed off the, <laughs> off the field probably. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. So, um, but with no fans there, they've been able to kind of stabilize and, and they're, I mean, their, their team ERA is four or five right now. Now the, the bullpen ERA is, I think still six, eight, which isn't, which is a massive improvement. Yeah. We're, we're coming down from the high, high eights. Look, Phelps is legit. Jojo is oh, legit. Best I Romero, mean, like, best, best lefty Romero to ever. Now Stop it. Best lefty Romero to ever put on a Phillies uniform. Stop it. Stop it. That's heresy. Um, Look, JoJo's nasty, man. Like, he's a dude. You tweeted that. Jack tweeted, JoJo is a dude. And I was like, that's a perfect tweet because JoJo's a dude. JoJo's a dude. Um, I did not expect this. Like, full disclosure, didn't expect 97 with a wipeout slider. Um pleasantly surprised and two things that two things i think about jojo uh one seems like he'll take the ball and be confident in his stuff and feel like his stuff doesn't stink basically um and he'll go out there and throw competitive pitches and think he's the best pitcher on the planet which i think is massive for confidence uh, is so yeah, important man. right it's so and, important in sports and uh, i think he's better than adam morgan i like adam morgan a lot I would trust Jojo Romero over me Adam Morgan right now. I, like, I, it's not even a question for me. Yeah, and I think Joe, Joe, Joe G. That is Girardi. Uh, he definitely does not not trust young guys. It doesn't seem like very so. Clearly. Yeah, very clearly. Uh, but I would like for him to trust Jojo because he's he's the kind of guy that you I think trust. he's starting to more. It well, yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't have a choice because Morgan's hurt, but still. Yeah, he's. He's also better than Ranger Suarez. I'm not, you know. We haven't seen much of Ranger. No, no, no. I know, and he's coming back, and I get it. But like Ranger back, apparently we just haven't seen much. Suarez, Suarez is like the guy that had like who doesn't have that good of stuff, but was good for two weeks, and everyone convinced themselves like, oh, he's the missing piece. No, nah, JoJo's the guy. JoJo's straight up the guy. It's not Ranger Suarez who's fine, whatever. Um, but he's he's closer to Cole Irvin than JoJo Romero. Um, so yeah, I agree just. With you. Jojo, Jojo is great. I love him. It's uh, it's a, a strange sensation to see a guy come out of the bullpen and feel good about it. Like it's, uh, I'm still not used to it. But well, him, him and Blake Parker, him, him Blake Parker is zero zero shut down, shut down. Like zero just dominant reliever. And look, I know felt like you said Phelps came up the home run, but like I'm all in on Phelps. Like I, I would trust that guy with my life. Or an eighth or ninth inning lead. So, um, all right. Um, we didn't talk at all really about the games except at the passing, uh, which is fine. Look, Rees, um so locked in. Girardi, shout out to Girardi for the Neil Walker move. I know he got a lot of, like, he's just Girardi's butt. Like, he's got a really good feel for things right now. And I know that was a numbers thing and all that. But, I mean, I would think no matter, 0 for 17 is, is a, a sample size, but I wouldn't say a substantial sample size in terms of batter versus pitcher if you look at, like, really what the data shows. But over 17 is, is noticeable. But, like, to take Rees out of the lineup there, like, when he's just the most locked-in dude on the planet, and then for Walker to go three for three, and then Rees to step back in the lineup today and hit a home run and just be locked in again, like, it just we were talking about it a little before, but I, you know, just coming back to it, it, really feels like Girardi's really starting to get a feel for this team, his guys, when he can use guys on both sides of the ball, so to speak. Um, I, I think it was it was an impressive weekend for him. Um, yeah, and and um, it it really feels like he's just kind of 
managing it's almost like basketball where you're managing minutes but he's managing minutes for these guys heading up to this what they have like 29 games in yeah. 26 days yeah. um and a seven Six games double headers five double headers something yeah, like that's intense two two double headers next week um now if he keeps batting bum in the freaking seven eight hole and not <laughs> bumping him up a little bit it's gonna drive me crazy also uh like did you see today when he when he pitched to Soto with a with a with the base yeah, open? I think everyone on the planet was shocked by that. It's like, what are we doing? I mean, what? I what, was what, actually I was in the car when that happened, and and Fransky and L.A. were like, "What the hell is happening?" I'm sure you know you were doing the game. Like everyone knew it in the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's like it's like what, and I I threw this comp out today, but it's really it's it's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of when when Doug gets the Eagles rolling. I mean, when, when Doug figures it out and he, it feels like Doug figures it out every year and it feels like Girardi is, is figuring it out now. I mean, this is what, this is what they talk about when they talk about the, uh, like a competent manager that, 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 that knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's great. And honestly, honestly, it's, it's, it's not even just Girardi. I mean, I think, like Dylan, yeah, I think Dylan, Price has made a difference. Dylan, we talked about last time. Dylan, I think he's making a difference. So good, man. He's got these guys on the barrel, and they're they're just doing damage. And I think they're confident in them. You know, Girardi talked after the game uh, two nights ago about how Reese just kind of started trusting him, and he had to develop that trust. And look at how it's kind of manifested itself. Uh, Reese is the best he's looked since he came up in 2017. So. Um, like Dylan just has these guys on the barrel. DD is just squaring up everything. I mean, Bryson, like the fact that Bryson JT have just gone ice cold and the lineups, I, I've never felt better about the lineup is kind of crazy, but literally like Kutch is on the barrel all the time. Reese is on the barrel all the time. DD, um, Bohm is consistently on the barrel. Gene Segura is barreling up everything. I thought Kinger was starting to barrel up stuff before he went on the IL with the, the back. I mean, Goose is obviously a barrel machine. That's why he has a nickname barrels. I can't believe I called him Goose. That's on me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was... You didn't know who I was talking about. Really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, guess I realized you were talking about. I thought you were talking about my buddy Goose. No, and my my, my 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 also buddy Goose, not not uh, Phil Goslin. So you were talking about barrels? Is that your term? Yeah, to yeah, yeah, that is what I was talking about. Also, you know, you know what else cracks me up, and I don't know if I'm the only one that has, that has noticed this, but like. And I know you gotta keep sponsors happy. It's so funny when T Mac is is working in the Yingling sponsors. Like, like have you noticed that they'll come back in like the seventh inning, and whoever pitches well at night, like T Mac will be like, "Yeah, and Aaron Nola really earned a Yingling tonight," <laughs> or like just you'll, they'll flash the camera on the Yingling sign, and T Mac will be like. Yeah, Zach Wheeler really deserved a yingling after this one. And it's just so it's not like really a live read, but it's definitely like a hey, can you can you mention our product <laughs> kind awesome. of thing? Um uh, I don't know how I transitioned to that. It is twelve thirty. Uh, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm so tired. To run out of team. I'm starting to run out of steam. I just said I'm starting to run out of team. I know, I know you are, but the Phil's have won nine and ten. Nine and ten. What do you got in the note bag? You got any note bag action? Honestly, the podcast right now is kind of like Spencer Howard's fastball in the fifth inning. I'm starting to yeah, run. I'm done, man. Starting to nine to ten. Let's just say nine to ten. Are we going to just no, say no, nine no, no, to ten? No, 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 no. I'm not okay with that. I got a lot of stuff in here I got to get to. Okay, get to it. Do Thank it. you. Um, also, not worried about Spencer Howard's velocity. It's just a, it's just a leg strength thing, I think, for him. Um, he's going to – like. He was throwing like it wasn't all the time, but he was hitting ninety eight and his no hitter down Lakewood a couple of years ago. So he has shown the ability to throw hard late into games, and uh, the velo decreases. I am not worried about, and honestly, just being able to watch Spencer Howard every fifth start, hopefully going down this like it's just it's it's nice seeing his growth start to start because we are seeing growth start to start from Spencer Howard. So um, that is definitely good to see. Um, actually, uh, I guess I thought I had more. I wow. still no. I should. Uh, it's I, okay. No, it's no. Okay. I feel like I have to do it. I, I, if I, if it came down to one game, I would take 
this lineup. Oh, I saw you tweet this. I would take this lineup over the 08 lineup. I mean, sue me. I, oh, oh, you're going there. I yeah. thought you were going about how you oh, trust, the Boehm thing. trust Boehm, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, two, my, two things that I fully feel in the bottom of my heart. You would really, real quick, real quick, you would really take them over 08 because I can't get there yet. They're great. They're an outstanding offensive team, but I'm not quite there, but... I mean, it's not the craziest thing ever, but I would. Take would them. you? Would you say they're deeper? Yeah, I would absolutely say they're deeper. I, I mean, don't their think bench is ridiculous. I mean, like they're they're deep, man. They there is not a whole. I mean, center field. That's the whether it's Kingery, Hazley, Quinn. I still wish we saw more of Adam Hazley, but that's the. That's not like, allowed. Like I know that's literally the one offensive hole, and it's not even a huge hole. Like it's no, fine. it's, it's, it's fine. Nine hitter, it's your nine hitter. It's fine. But like that's it. Like literally it. So uh, they're very deep, very deep, and the, the numbers are very similar. Um, best fills teams I've seen in my life: 2011, 2008, 2020. That's how I'd rank them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even. I'm just gonna stay. <laughs> final thing i think uh i love jt and bryce and i, t- I tweeted this earlier but I, like those guys are great whatever we talked about last podcast i feel like jt never gets the big hit and bryce does but i don't know i trust alec Bohm in a big spot yes. i trust him over anyone what a take anyone i trust him over anyone that guy is always going to put together good at bat and he's going to put the barrel on the baseball he's going to put the barrel on the baseball like i just i fully believe that i would trust him in the in a clutch spot every single time wow here's the thing i'm i'm trying to dispute this and i can't because you know because you know in your gut that's how you feel too i know i that's, know. i feel like if, look, I guess it depends what you're looking for. If I need someone at a home run, maybe it's a different answer. But if I just need someone to get a hit in a big spot, to get on base, to get a hit, whatever, yeah, it's probably like boom. Yeah. Here's the other crazy thing. Reese Hoskins, way higher on that list than he would have been a few weeks ago. I'll tell uh, you that much. Uh, Reese has a higher OPS than Bryce. Yeah. I, I I, look, he might be number two. Michael Bohm Reese right now in terms wow. of who I would want up in a big spot. No, wow, I'm, I'm not going that far. I'm not. Going He's that. been great, man. I watched. I watched. I watched a year, a calendar year of Reese Hoskins at the I dish. Know. I know. I well, right it. now, obviously in the midst of the I know. streak, I'm sure next I week I could say something different. Um, you got anything else in the note bag? Um, oh, I feel like we have to get this out there. Um, uh oh. It's always dangerous when you say that. I know, but especially no. at twelve thirty-eight in the evening. Yes, the morning, morning. Could could well. First off, first off, like twelve thirty is nighttime. Okay, it's not a morning. That doesn't officially change till at least three a.m. Three a.m. is when it changes over, and I would just like that. Just like just like New Year's. Just I didn't like, know that was canon. Is that canon? I don't know, but all I'm saying is that <laughs> two things I fundamentally believe is that the next day does not start until 3 a.m. Like that is, that is officially morning, and a New Year's should be the day after the Super Bowl. Like the day after the Super Bowl is actual New Year's. January 1st is not so actual I, New Year's. I, I, I think your second take is, is the wrong take. I agree <laughs> with the, the thought of it, but what it, the the – the correct take is the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. It doesn't have to be New Year's. New well, Year's can stay where it is. But the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. Listen, no it, one should have to go to work the day after the Super Bowl. Like, unless the Eagles are in it and you work in sports well, right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't count for that yeah. stuff. Well, you know? listen, if you want to have takes that everyone's had for 25 years, you can be you. But I'm going to be me. <laughs> and. <Wow. laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. So what I was trying to say before we started about talking about the calendar is that even if the Phillies made the playoffs this year, I still want Matt Glentak fired. I don't care. I don't. Same. I'm not Same. giving him. I'm not giving him. My an, feelings about him have not changed no. one bit. Except maybe I like him even less after having to make those trades just to fix the bullpen so that this championship caliber team potentially had some semblance of a shot because you screwed up so bad coming into the season. You suck. That yes. Time. Yeah. Yes. And I do not like, 
I, I feel like I could have made every move that Mac. I made. still say, <laughs> no matter what happens this season, this Phillies team is winning in spite of Mac Lentak, not because of him. That's yeah. how I feel. So, Matt, I'm very sorry if you listened to 58 minutes of this podcast and just got to this point, Man, waiting for some, roasted. yeah, waiting for some validation for your work. Sorry, and guess what, no. buddy? <laughs> it's not happening. Not happening at all. And of course, as always, there is fresh high hops. It is gonna be in cans this weekend, but not the the can design that I sent you. But it is in cans, so you will be able to take it home and enjoy it. And, uh, I mean, listen, they won 9 and 10. There's no better time to pick up some high ops. And as always, if you go into Four Fingers Brewing Company in Aston, try to talk Phillies with my dad. It is hilarious. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about baseball, but he it's tries great. hard. He tries hard. So that's, <laughs> that's all that matters. I love this baseball team. Every single day I wake up and say, get me to 705. Um, and and every, like, throughout the day, I, I'm starting to just smile more. I mean, I feel like you haven't seen Giddy Jack around a lot recently at the office, it's James. It's true. But I feel like I'm I'm starting to get back to the giddiness. That's I showed we off. Want. I That's went out we to need. lunch. I went out to lunch today with friend of the podcast Jack Keffer, and I was yeah. just I was Jack. just I was just Who showing two Jacks. Well, there's only one Jack. I showed off my pickoff move to all of Center City today. Yeah, um, you did. Uh, I just just couldn't be more in. You act like this is the first time you've done that. Yeah. Whatever. Um. And just just take two or three from the Mets, although nine Eric, of ten. We're a nine of ten pod now. Yeah, nine of ten pod. Um, definitely not looking forward to Arietta Porcello tomorrow night. Like uh, I, I hate God, watching. It sounds like torture. Yeah, I might not watch it. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> just kidding. But nine of ten. Yeah, nine of ten. Nine of ten. Bedtime. Nine of ten. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. For some of us, <laughs> nine and ten, nine and ten. Never done. Uh, all right, I'm going to bed. You going to bed? Let's go. Well, I gotta edit this down. So yeah, well, I gotta record another podcast too. So still, still. Wow, it sucks. L- late night for this guy. It's all good. Hey, nine and ten. You know what? I love high hopes. I love the Phillies. Nine and ten. <laughs> He's spread some seltzer. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>